Okay, so you have a small business that you need to market, but you're not a marketer. So now what? Where do you start and what are you even supposed to do? Well, meet Engie. Engie is marketing software that simplifies marketing for small business owners. You can plan, organize, and get your marketing out the door and in front of your next customers fast. The best news? Engie is turning one on May 8th, so you can make marketing way more manageable for yourself for only $19 a month for your first year with the code BDAY. But don't wait. This offer ends on May 31st. was awesome and your weekend was even better. My kiddo spent Friday and Saturday at grandma's house and that was pretty bitchin'. I kind of uh, just sat in silence for a while in a weird, creepy old woman kind of way. (laughs) But if you have kids, like you know how precious that quiet time can be. So I promise I'm not crazy. Like I'm crazy, but I'm not like crazy, crazy. (laughs) Okay, so before we get onto the topic for this week, I wanted to share these two healthy habits that I've been working to adopt into my routine over the past week, just in case you feel like joining me. Um, The first is I've started working in increments of standing, you know, because I work from home full time and I've always just sat. I mean, even when I worked in an office, I just sat on my ass, right? Because that's what you do. But what I've done recently is I've started alternating sitting and standing every 60 minutes because I basically have this fear that I'm going to die from sitting too much. (laughs) I really don't want to do that. (laughs) This is going to sound really dumb, but I was kind of hesitant to start this because have you ever seen the episode of The Office where Dwight tells everyone that he's switching to a standing desk? He says, because every second sitting is an hour off your life. (laughs) And like, I know those numbers are off, but Basically, if you haven't seen it, the gist of the scene in the episode is that he eventually gets tired and tries to secretly hide a crutch in his pants to sit on. (laughs) But, you know, that's what I get for letting episodes of The Office depict my vision of real life. My husband's a barber and he stands all day, but I'm just trying to find a healthy middle ground and, you know, so far I'm pretty into it. I just set a timer for every hour or so and I switch off and on and I dig it. The other thing I've been doing is trying to avoid mindless scrolling on Instagram. So what I did was I moved my app from the first page of my home screen to the fourth, which is the very back page. So now my thumb doesn't just go on autopilot and open up the app whenever I look at my phone. I think we can agree uh, we're happier with less Instagram in our life. It's kind of one of those necessary evils right now. (laughs) But if you're wanting to get off the grid, grid get it? (laughs) Make myself laugh, you guys. Um, But I think this has been a really helpful and easy switch. So anyway, enough about me and my lack of self-control with social media. On to this week's episode. I have been told more often than not that I'm bitchy or stubborn. I know, shocking, right? (laughs) But I've always viewed it 
more as an accomplish more, apologize less attitude, rather than just being a heartless bitch. I promise I'm not. It's just the way my face looks, okay? <laughs> in, you know, the whole lean in movement, there's a lot of talk about how women can dilute ambition and slow progress and sabotage their own success out of fear of being categorized as bitches. But in reality, bitch is really just a rhetorical tool for turning confidence, dignity, and your power into things that seem unseemly. It's a personal attack that's used to make any woman who displays these characteristics into something unbecoming. And fuck that. But at some point in every woman's career, the time's going to come when you have to lay down the law. That's just what happens when you're a business owner, a manager, or you're in a position of power. Now, I'm going to say this as nicely as I possibly can. Not everyone has the chops to be a leader. Some people simply need to be told what to do. And you know what? That's great. We need high quality worker bees. It creates balance in the workplace to have leaders and to have doers. That being said, not all of your employees or contractors are going to follow along seamlessly throughout your entire career. There will come a time when you'll have to put on your hard ass hat. It's like a hard hat but for a very serious businesswoman. Got it? This is something I've seen so many creatives struggle with in their business. Whether it's because, you know, your personality type is more on the soft side or you're too buddy-buddy with the person that you need to redirect, being a leader is hard. But you just have to remember that you're in charge for a reason. This is your business, your vision, your dream. You know, there are three main hurdles that hold women back from being as successful as they can. Fear of failure, family matters, and an inferiority complex. And you guys, because of this, out of all the Fortune 500 companies, women run only 4%. As women, the fear of the bitch label, it's strong and pervasive to the point that it actually alters the way we communicate, how we speak, and how we're treated. There is a time and a place to apologize. Saying I'm sorry because someone bumps into you at the store, we've all done it. We've all said no worries when we are in fact very annoyed and very worried. <laughs> Each time we use these phrases in unnecessary ways, we weaken our own voices. Say what you mean and what you want. Don't apologize for it or water it down out of fear of being called a bitch or a hard ass. Because truthfully, not everyone is a fan of people who are straightforward. Hello, have you ever met a passive aggressive human? Confrontation is like the scariest thing in the world to them. The fact is a lot of people are not comfortable with finding your voice and speaking with clarity. There are those, especially in older generations, that are more comfortable with biting their tongue in order to save a little face. You know, this generational gap can create tension between empowered millennial women and then the more traditional elders. However, as someone who's worked her ass off for what she has, why should you water that down to make someone else feel more comfortable? When you say what you mean, you'll be heard, understood, and respected. So, I know not everybody falls into the hard-ass category naturally, like yours truly. <laughs> so what can you do to become the hard ass you never knew you were capable of becoming? 
let's talk about a few tips to ease the transition for when the time calls. The best thing you can do for yourself as a business owner or a creative entrepreneur is to keep your end goals in mind. When you're lacking the motivation to put on that cute hard ass hat, you just keep your eye on the prize. What are you working for? More importantly, how are the other people derailing it? If you refer back to your why and focus on those core values, it makes it so much easier. Is the issue you're currently facing, you know, with this client or the vendor in line with your core values? Is it worth the fight or is it time to step up? Focus on your end goal and those big old lofty dreams and you'll be surprised that you'll find more motivation to dig down deep and set them on the right path. And this goes for everyone you interact with in your business. Clients, employees, contractors, vendors, partners, all that stuff. Because I'll tell you this, you guys. If they figure out they can step over you once, they will continue to do it again and again. And now I'm not saying you need to be a frigid bitch with a stick up her ass. Because guess what? If you act like that, no one will want to work with you either. (laughs) But there's a time and a place where you have to draw the line for the sake of your own growth and creativity. Besides, if you reserve this hard-ass attitude for when you really need to bust it out, it will hold a lot more weight than if you're just slamming doors and saying no to everything. So take a beat and ask yourself three questions. How important is this issue? How urgent is this issue? And does the outcome I want align with my goals and values? These questions should help you figure out a little more easily if now's the time to put on that hard-ass hat or not. If you're firmly rooted in your decision and supported by your values, you'll find it a lot easier to drop the niceties and woman up. Now, you know I love deliverables. (laughs) We've talked about in previous episodes how Humans, by nature, like to know what the plan is. But having concrete deliverables can also help you avoid having to drop the hammer of Thor on someone. You're much less likely to run into issues with your team if all deliverables are clearly outlined with expectations and due dates. There's no arguing with a deliverable that has been clearly communicated and expectations set. So put them in writing. Use Asana, goddammit. I'm just kidding, but really, it does help. If the person you're dealing with continues to miss these deadlines or doesn't complete the tasks, that will make some pretty easy decisions for you. Because I can promise you this, someone, be it a worker or a vendor, who feigns ignorance at due dates or certain deliverables, will do that forever until the day they die. (laughs) I know it sounds morbid, but... You know, it goes back to that whole, once you give someone the leeway to claim that they didn't know or weren't sure, even if you've done your part and made everything crystal clear, they'll take advantage of that. Everyone makes mistakes. Sure, I get that. And, you know, the occasional mistake is fine. But don't let these serial slackers get away with their bullshit. The person who's going to lose out in the end isn't them it's you, the business owner. Okay, so I have to tell you guys something. My name is Samantha, and I really love contracts. 
Have I mentioned before that I love contracts? I would fucking marry contracts if I could. (laughs) Why? Because contracts cover your ass. If you haven't yet, you'll definitely want to go back and listen to the episode of four types of contracts that every creative should have because it is a major cornerstone of running a successful business. But when it comes to needing to lay down the law, contracts are your best friend. They are the Christina Yang to your Meredith Grey. This is why having contracts and job descriptions in place is so important. I can't tell you how many times I've experienced pushback from employees who complain that something isn't their job. And I take two issues with this because one, everybody should be a team player and being willing to wear different hats at any given time. Not wanting to do something because it's quote unquote not your job comes off as entitled and childish. And two, it's easy for employees to forget certain terms of their contract that they agreed to when they signed it. Why, yes, you did agree to be available for conference calls once a week. It's right here in writing. Also, and this is the biggie, contracts are not a one and done type of situation. They are a living document. So make sure to update them with new responsibilities and terms so that it's always accurate and your ass is always covered. Every time you give someone a promotion, give them a new contract and a new job description. If you start a side job with one of your vendors or do something extra for your clients, update the contract. Contracts are also your best friend when it comes to collecting cash. One of my, uh, favorite like underhanded bitchy things to say to people who are slacking on payments is per the contract it's like hey dude yeah don't forget you legally agreed to do this so cut the crap and pay up but more professionally (laughs) having a contract just makes it so much easier to be a hard ass when you need to it helps back up your claims and it helps you feel more confident when you're having these uncomfortable conversations Another way to easily switch to hard-ass mode is to make sure that you also provide positive feedback. Have you guys ever heard of a compliment sandwich? Basically, it's an outdated management technique where you praise something that the employee has done well, then give them critical feedback, then wrap it up with some more praise, thus sandwiching the criticism inside of the praise. So, for example, if I said to my employee, You did a great job on getting this done on time. You failed to provide the correct outcome and it needs to be redone. But I'm glad you're such an efficient worker and know you'll get it done ASAP. Guess what they're going to focus on? The two positive parts, because no one wants to hear that they're doing a shitty job. (laughs) This isn't helpful when you're trying to get your hard ass on. That sounds wrong, but you know what I mean. It's literal sugarcoating. Yes, provide positive feedback when your team deserves it. If you have no positive feedback to give the person you're laying down the law to, you have bigger issues to deal with. All of these things require planning. As a creative entrepreneur, you need to have your clearly defined contracts and deliverables in place. And, you know, this could mean sitting down every Sunday to outline your expectations for the week for your team or implementing a project management tool like Asana. Just be sure to clearly communicate them. Take some time at the beginning of each week to evaluate what is the most important to the business that week and plan from there. 
when you have everything mapped out and planned, it will make anything that's derailing your course that much easier to tackle. If you're unsure of yourself and your path, no one will take you seriously and everyone will walk all over you. We as creatives work hard because we enjoy utilizing our skills and our talents and we have this unwavering desire to learn. But at the end of the day, it's also our livelihood. You need your business to be successful so you can buy your dog nice things. (laughs) Or that might just be me. But one of my favorite women, Diana Ross, she said, just because I have my standards, they think I'm a bitch. And this applies to so many things. Don't be afraid to stand up for your standards, whether that be aesthetically, internally, whatever. If you don't have a core set of principles to guide you, it's hard to reach any level of success. So set your standards and stick to them. You know, it can be standards for living, relationships, business, everything in between. You made those choices for a reason. So only when we can find a way to stop watering down our statements and asserting ourselves appropriately will we finally be able to stand up to those who doubt us or get in the way of our goals and dreams. You have full permission to be selfish here. These are your standards, what you want for your business and your career. Be a hard ass about it. So being a hard ass is a necessary evil, but it's not as difficult as it sounds. You know, the more prepared you are, the less likely you'll be to find yourself in situations such as these where it becomes necessary to pull out the big guns. So it all ties back together. The more prepared you are, the more everything is outlined and set in place, expectations, deliverables, all my favorite words. It's harder for people to skip payments, miss due dates, slack on quality of products. When you put your heart and soul into what you do, no matter what that may be, don't allow anyone to waste your time by not supporting your choices. If you're going to be labeled a bitch for being strong and empowered, then you be the absolute baddest bitch you can be. Okay, my beautiful tropical fish, I hope this was helpful and you'll keep these tips in your back pocket the next time you find yourself in an unpleasant situation. I'll put the show notes up on prettyokpodcast.com if you want to refer back to anything or check out resources. That's prettyokpodcast.com. Also, next week is Thanksgiving week and my kid is off of school, so I'm going to be taking a quick break and I will be back with a new episode on December 4th. Holy shit, I can't believe it's December. (laughs) Okay, you guys, I hope you have a great week and a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'll catch you in a couple weeks. Bye. (music) 